0: Well, today, let's uh, look at our final part of our Come Together series. And throughout this series, we've been looking at our physical body, and we've also been looking at the the church, which the Bible also calls like a body. And if you look at your own body, your own human body, you've got to say it's an incredible thing. Now, I know some of you look in the mirror and think, that isn't incredible at all. But it really is an incredible thing. Think about it for just a moment. There's lots of separate parts of your body that come together. Just random individual parts, they come together, they function together, they work together, and then they grow together. Some parts of our bodies grow and we don't want them to grow. And uh, I know what that feels like. But they do. They come together, function together, work together, and grow together. But just imagine for a moment if one part of your body grew, but others didn't grow. Imagine if your arms just grew. The, but the rest of the body didn't grow. You look like Mr. Tickle from the Mr. Men and stuff. Do, do you guys have that? We had that. Sorry, it's like a British thing. I'm sorry. I am like lost you on that there. But imagine that. You would have like these huge arms, but nothing else. Imagine, though, if your heart didn't grow, but the rest of your body grew. You, your body would not be able to sustain the pressure of the increased blood flow that would come. And eventually, your heart would burn out and stop. Imagine if your legs didn't grow, but the rest of your body would. You wouldn't be able to walk, because your legs could not take the weight of your body. Imagine if your kidneys or your liver didn't grow. They wouldn't be able to keep up with the increased flow of toxins in and out of the body, and eventually they would back up, and you would be poisoned. And unfortunately, you'd you know, pass on. But the body grows together. And as the body grows together... It does because it needs each other. Each part of the body needs each other. You know, I'm really excited because in, in uh, September, I think it's eight, 18th or 19th. 18th, Wegmans across the road is going to be opening its doors. I'm like, if you've never been to Wegmans, it's 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 pretty cool. And uh, if you like sushi, they like real good sushi. If you like bread, and the best part of all, they got a sweet British section in there. I mean, that's uh, if you want bland British food, go to Wegmans. And uh, but but. They- building this Wegmans over there. They've been building it for forever and a day. But imagine if they just built Wegmans and they had all this increased traffic flow and they kept the roads the same. There would have been a whole backup and it would have been a a total nightmare. But instead, what they started to do when they built Wegmans, they built that big facility over there, they started to restructure the roads. Now, I'm not sure if the restructuring the roads actually going to make it better or worse, but Hopefully, it's going to make it better. Because what they've discovered is that when you increase something in a neighborhood or you build stuff, then it's going to increase traffic flow. So everything else around it has to grow and change with it. And just as with your body, as it grows together, or as with construction, everything has to grow together. So it is the same For the church of Jesus Christ and also for you, the individual believer of Jesus Christ. As we grow in our relationship with the Lord, every part of our body or every part of our relationship with God has to grow together. You can't just grow your prayer life without growing your faith life. You can't just grow your knowledge of theology without growing your personal service and sacrifice unto the Lord. All things are connected in your personal relationship with God. Also with the church, all things are connected together. And when something does not grow together, it becomes a freak. And that freak is often unhealthy. Imagine if you had a body, that one part of your body just started to grow and all the other parts of the body didn't. It would look pretty freaky. And there's probably, there would be a lot of unhealthiness within that body. And the same with the church and the same with you in your personal life or your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If only one part of that relationship grows, but the other doesn't, it becomes a freak. And that body or that person becomes unhealthy. You often hear a lot of preachers. Who just center on one type of the gospel or one part of the Bible, but they leave everything else out. And what happens is people in their church become unhealthy because they're not hearing the whole gospel. And they're not totally growing in what we call a holistic relationship with God. And one thing that we try to do here, and I tell you, it's not easy. But we try to give the whole gospel. We try to give everything so we can grow together instead of just one part growing and and another part not. We see in the book of Acts, we see and we've gone through this the last couple of weeks. We've gone through uh, just different parts of this book of Acts. And we've seen that the church in the book of Acts, which was situated in in a city called Jerusalem, had grown so much so fast. They, in one day, 3,000 people came and, uh, and found Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord and they joined this church. And then the Bible says daily after that, people started to join this church. This was a huge church that started to see incredible growth. In fact, lives were changed, people were healed, and lives were restored. But while all this was going on, we start to see throughout the book of Acts that this church had some serious growing pain. I don't know if you remember when you were a teenager, if some of you can remember that far back or not, but I don't know, I don't know if any of you experienced it, but I kind of experienced it late. I was like a late developer, and so I didn't kind of grow till I was like 17 or 18, and but when you start growing, you start getting these growing pains, and suddenly you start getting like these pains in your joints, and you can't sleep at night, or things like that, and then you, you, you finally you get these pains, and the next day you wake up, and like, you went to bed, you were like five foot four, and you wake up and you're six foot one, and you're like, whoa, what happened to me? But you have all these pains because, because, because you're growing. That's kind of what I wish, by the way. I wish I was like six foot one. <laughs> but you get all these growing pains. And what happened in this church in, in, in Jerusalem? It started to get all these growing pains. And we can see, and if you have your Bibles this morning, if you want to turn to Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 6. And we see here in Acts, 6 chapter, uh, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 1, we see a growing pain that happened. And this is what it says. It says, but as the believers, or as the church, rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So what we see here, we see that this church has grown so much. And we see that in, in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that they all sold their possessions and gave to those who were in need. And there were a whole lot of widows who were belonging to this organization or this church. And the church started to feed these widows. Or well, what happened is that there were two kinds of people. There were Hebrews and then there were Greeks. And the Hebrews, basically the widows, they got all the good stuff. And then the widows from the Greek side of the church they had all the bad stuff. So like, you had, like, you had the, the Hebrews over here, and you had the Greeks over here. And you guys, you were getting the good food, and you guys, sorry, you were just getting the scraps that were left over. And so all the people on this side started complaining, and suddenly there was this big church fight. And it could have resulted in a big church split. And the problem was for this Acts church is that they had grown so fast The more they grew, the more and more issues that they started to have and they had to deal with. And as a human body, as we start to grow in in our physical body, we start to get more and more complex and we start to get more and more issues. If you look at a baby, babies' lives are pretty simple, aren't they? They eat, they sleep, and sadly they poop. That's it. That's all they do, eat, sleep, and poop. Not very complex at all. And as they get a little older, they start to crawl around. And uh, then they start to investigate things. And then they stand to their feet. They start to walk. And even, you know, when they get to like kindergarten age, still their life isn't that complex. You know, they're still eating. They're still sleeping. They're still pooping. And, uh, but now they've got some school. They've got friends and things like that. But as a human develops and as a human gets older, the more complex the l- their life becomes. And when you start out life, somebody looks after you. And then as you grow up, you start to have to look out for yourself and look after yourself. And then you have to start to educate yourself. And then as you grow older, you start to have to care for others. And then you have to start to educate others. And the older that a person becomes, the more complex their life becomes. But yet, if you just grew as a person in just one area, if you became the greatest eater in the world, but you didn't develop sleeping, then you would have some serious issues, I'm telling you. I think I, when I was a teenager, I think I developed sleeping and not eating. because That's all I did when I was a teenager. But as a human grows, then everything has to grow together. And the life in this early church had become complex. And what it meant was that they were going to have to start growing in all areas of their lives. So let's take a quick look this morning at where they had to grow. Or what they learned while they were growing. And the first thing I believe that this church learned from this situation is this. Is that problems in your life help growth. Problems in your life help growth. Let me explain. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 says this. It says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. I paraphrase it. Our present problems that we come face to face with won't last, are small and won't last very long. But yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Did you see that? That our problems and our troubles in this life will produce a glory that we will receive from God that will vastly outweigh those problems. You see, the problems and the trials and the situations that come in your life often are the very things that God uses to take you to another level in your relationship with him. And here for this church, this problem came and they had a choice. Let it split the church, let it cause problems or let it be a growth factor within this church. And so this church, they started to get all these problems and the the apostles could have been good old Christians and they could have just blamed it on the devil because that's what Christians do when problems come ah, it's the devil's faults. Or they could have been like a lot of church leaders and they could have started blaming the people in the church. Well, those Greek people, they... Probably need to eat less or something, you know. They don't need to eat as much. And they could have started blaming other people. They could have said, well, why are they complaining about that? Lives are being changed. People are being healed. They should start concentrating on God and let God supply their needs. Why are they complaining? But the apostles didn't do that. In fact, the apostles saw these problems as actually something that would help them grow. And we see that these apostles, uh, they, they took these problems on head on. And and as they took these problems on, we see that these problems actually help the long-term growth of that church. And what you see in your lives when you have problems, when you have trials, when you have situations that come in your life, often those problems will help the long-term growth of your relationship with God. And you have a choice. You can let those problems cause destruction in your life, or you can let those problems be growth factors in your life. I believe that the apostles learned some very quick lessons. I'm not sure if they learned these lessons, but I got a, got a feeling that they may have learned these lessons. And these are three lessons that I think they learned. Firstly, growing pains are always uncomfortable. Growing pains are always uncomfortable. When I was a kid, I used to watch um, the old Hulk, Incredible Hulk. You know, the, the guy where he would, it was like the TV series, and basically he would get angry. This guy would get angry. And, uh, and 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 suddenly you would see his face turn green, and you would see suddenly his clothes all rip, and he was the Incredible Hulk. And and then when I saw like the movies, the Incredible Hulk movies, I was like, that isn't right. This guy is like twenty foot tall, but in the in the uh, in the in the in the TV series, he was like he was the same person. He was just green. But what always got me was when Banner. I think was it Banner. I think that was his name. And when he turned into the Incredible Hulk, his clothes would rip. But I never understood it because his, like, sleeves would rip and his legs would rip, but the rest of it wouldn't rip at all. And it was really uncomfortable, I thought. You know, I thought, this is just weird. He kind of, like, his arms grew, his legs grew, but then nothing else grew, just turned green. But that's so often with life. It can be very uncomfortable. Like that, like when we start to grow, things can rip in our lives. Can, things can start, the things that were very stable in our lives suddenly start to rip. Because growing pains were always uncomfortable. I also believe that, that they learned this lesson, that growth always means change. Growth always means change. In your body, when you grew, you had to Change. In your relationships with other people, whether it's with a spouse or whether it's with your children, as that relationship grows, you change. In fact, in Romans chapter 2, sorry, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says this. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Say so that again, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Do you know that the closer that you get to God, the more you develop your relationship with God, the more your thinking changes. The closer that you get to God, the more that you change. There's no way around it. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, you have to change. And here in our, in our church, in generation church, you know we, we've been going 11 months now. And we've seen a lot of change. But as we've grown, we've realized we've had to change as we go along. Otherwise, we'll just stunt growth. We'll stunt what God is wanting to do. And in your life, if you don't change, then you'll never develop in your relationship with God. Because growth always means change. I also believe that the apostles learned this lesson. I, always, I believe that growth always highlights our areas of weaknesses. Growth always highlights our areas of weaknesses. I know as a church, as we've grown, and we've had a great summer, you know, we've seen a a lot of growth this summer with vacations in and out, but we've seen a real good summer. And I know for me personally as a leader, I've had to change so much because this growth has highlighted so many weaknesses in my life. It's highlighted weaknesses in my leadership. It's highlighted weaknesses in the structures that we've put in place here. And we've realized that we've had to change because we've seen weaknesses highlighted. And as you get closer to God and as you develop in your relationship with God, then you will have to change because you will start to see weaknesses that that are highlighted in your life. Because growth always means change. And growth always highlights areas of weaknesses. So today you may be going through a problem in your life and you may feel that God is very distant and you keep asking God, why, why is this problem happening to me? Well, the answer could be very simple. It may mean that those problems are highlighting Growth areas in your life. Those problems may be highlighting growth areas in your life. It may be that you have been trying to pray through a situation. Well, maybe God is using that situation to help grow your prayer life. Maybe you've gone through a situation where you feel you've just given and given and given to others and you've received nothing in return. Well, maybe God is using that situation to grow your gifts of service. Maybe you've had to believe God to rub just two cents together to make ends meet. Or well, maybe God is using that situation to grow your theology. And what I mean by theology is that your view of God or your version or how you perceive God. Maybe God's using it to increase your faith. Whatever the situation, when it's time to grow, life becomes uncomfortable. And as a church, God has been blessing us. And like I've said, we've seen some uncomfortable times. Personally, I've had to change myself because things have become uncomfortable and it's God highlighting things that need to change. And when change happens, we'll see plenty of weaknesses, but this is all part of growing up. You know, you can look at a teenager and you can see so many weaknesses in a teenager. But they think they're just like, they think they're it. They think they're the Mac Daddy and they're like, I'm it. But as you start to grow up. You start to mature. And you start to see areas of weaknesses in your life. And you see areas that you need to start to change. And the goal should never be to stop having problems. Because that will never work for you. But the goal should always be to let those problems. Elevate you to another level in your relationship with God. I say that again. Do not. uh, Do not ever try to stop your problems. But instead. Use those problems to elevate you to another level in your relationship with God. The apostles knew that this problem in the the Jerusalem church was a direct result of their man management. They had a lack of pastoral and uh, mercy gifts. They lacked service gifts. And they realized that suddenly, for the first time, they started seeing real big weaknesses in their leadership. But for for the apostles, they realized this was not an unhealthy problem. But in fact, it was a healthy problem because it caused the apostles to act. So today, let me just say that problems always help growth. Problems always help growth. But secondly, we also see that problems don't just help growth, but problems have to be owned. Problems have to be owned. How many of you have ever belonged to either a health club or a country club or golf club or something like that. Raise your hands. Some of you, the rich people amongst you. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. When When you joined that health club or that country club or golf club or whatever club, you became a member of that club. You paid your monthly dues. And if there was a problem with that, then you would just go to the management. Or you go to to one of the staff and you'd say there was a problem and you would expect them to fix it. If you had an issue, you wouldn't go and fix it. If a piece of machinery was, was bad, you wouldn't fix it. They would fix it. Because you are a member. But yet, these apostles realized that membership was not the key to church. Many of you, you own homes. And you realize that In your home, if something breaks, you can't call a landlord and tell them to come and fix it because you're responsible for it. For those of you who own own cars, you realize if that car breaks, you're responsible for it. You can't just call Enterprise and tell them, hey, give me a replacement car and fix my car for free. You are responsible for it because you are a owner. And the difference between people who go to another level in their relationship with God and those who become stagnant is because those people who become stagnant, they are just like members. They expect other people to take care of their problems. But the people who go to another level with God are those who take ownership of their problems and realize that they are directly responsible for those problems in their lives. Yeah, other people can cause problems, but they realize that they're the ones who have the keys to solving those problems. Owner takes responsibility where a member expects others to deal with issues. Did you know that the word membership is not in the Bible? For those of you who may be in church in a long time, that may be hard to understand because You know, you become a member of a church and you get voting rights in that church. And you can vote the pastor in or out, you know. And uh, you decide whether you want an organ or a keyboard or a drum set or not. But you know, membership is not in the Bible. And God never intended you to be members of the church. In fact, God intended you to be a part of the church. He intended you to use your gifts within the church and be the people of the church. You know, one of my desires of Generation Church has always been this. Is that I desire that people who come to this church don't say, I go to Generation Church. When they go out, when they speak to their friends or their neighbors, I go to Generation Church. My desire is that they say, I am part of Generation Church. Or I belong to Generation Church. Because I believe a church where people just attend is a church that is just very stagnant. But a church that goes to another level and makes a difference for God is a church where people realize they belong to that church or they are a part of that church. Just like an owner owns a home, they are responsible for that church. And there's one day that you're going to stand before God and you are going to be responsible for your own life just as you need to be responsible for your own problems. In 1 Peter chapter 3, Sorry, Second sorry, Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 11. says this. It says, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that... that Um, enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control. And self-control with patient endurance. And patient endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love. For everyone. So there he's telling us, these are the action items that you must do in order to live a relationship with God. He says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the more that you grow or the more that you do this, the more that you will start to understand God. But those who fail to develop in this way or those who don't grow, those who don't uh, deal with their problems says, those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those who God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. There. Peter is telling us, he's saying that if you want to grow in your relationship with God, you have to start taking responsibility. You have to grow in your knowledge. You have to grow in your endurance. You have to grow in your perseverance. And once you do that, you'll start to understand God more and more. You can't rely on somebody else to to do that for you. And like we said last week with our kids, we can't rely on, on our kids' spirituality just being 30 minutes over In two theaters away, in theater number three. As parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles and friends, we have to take responsibility and teach our kids. And just as we have to be responsible for our kids, we have to always also be responsible for our own relationship with the Lord. And we see here in the book of Acts, that suddenly these apostles, they started taking ownership of the situation. And we see in Acts chapter 6 and verse 2 to 6, We see this is what happened. So the apostles called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. Because they weren't gifted in a food program. They were gifted to preach the word of God. And so brothers, select seven men who are well respected and are full of spirit and wisdom. And we will give them this responsibility. Then the apostles can spend, or then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Then it says, everyone liked this idea and they chose the following. Stephen, a man who was full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, and Parthimas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert of the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them. As they laid their hands on them. You see that these apostles, they started taking ownership of the problem. And what what the situation was, was that they could not in themselves do what needed to be done. So they started to look for other people who had the gifts of service. And they brought them in. The apostles didn't blame others. They knew that this problem was a direct result of their leadership. And so they did something about it. And you know what? We never hear about this problem again in the church. You know why? Because they decided to bring people in who were gifted in that area. And those people started taking ownership and responsibility. And they started to maintain and care and deal with those problems. The apostles were able then to fully function on the gifts that God had told them. They weren't called to feed widows. They were called to preach and pray. Because they owned the problem. Then we started seeing that harmony started coming back in the church. And those problems went away. And suddenly they started growing. We see the result is quite astounding. And in Acts chapter 6 and verse 7. This is what it says. After this problem. After they dealt with this problem. It said so God's message continued to spread. The numbers of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem. And many of the Jewish priests were converted to This problem. Could have stopped the church. It could have caused the church to split and die. But instead, these apostles took ownership. And the result was the church started to grow, and the church grew like it had never grown before. Why? Because these problems helped growth. These problems help growth. History tells us that these Christians then started becoming persecuted in Jerusalem. And it was another problem. But instead of just just hiding away and hoping the problems would go, they tackled the problems straight on. And the result was they started going to other regions of of, uh, of Judah and Israel. And then they started going to other countries. And because of this problem of persecution, eventually the result was the gospel was spread throughout the whole world. And because of their problem, we now meet here today and we know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And some of you, you may have some individual problems in your life. Don't hide away from them. Embrace those problems because those problems can help growth in your life. The problem of today may be the very thing that causes you to excel at the next level. And the secret is to realize that when you grow, problems will arise. But be an owner of those problems and let those problems drive you and shape you to greater things in God. So whatever problem you may be today having, It may be a problem in your marriage. It may be a problem in your finances. It may be a problem at school or a problem at work. It may be a problem with your health. It may be a problem with your kids. Whatever the problem is, don't just shy away from it. Embrace that problem. Embrace that issue. Because that issue may drive you to another level in Jesus Christ. And Peter says, then we'll start to understand God more and more. You know, Jesus saw a problem with us. He didn't just blame us. The problem that was that sin came into the world. And because sin came into the world, we were all on a death sentence. We had all sinned. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the result of that, it says the wages of sin is death. But Jesus saw this problem and he just didn't let this problem just happen to us. But he decided, I'm going to take ownership of this problem. Jesus came to earth. He lived a sinless life. He died a terrible death. And the result of that death was that suddenly the problem that was happening in our lives was taken away. And sin was removed. The Bible says, for all those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved, shall have their sins removed. They shall be forgiven because of the grace of God.